Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Yep. So we have an update on dinosaur table battles. Yeah, it's disappointing. That update is that we're still waiting on our, our proof copy of the final deck to arrive. We need to have that to verify that the file changes took before we do the mass order for the cards. And once we order those, then those ship out to California. Once they arrive, we can start taking orders for the game, which we thought we would be doing by now. But uh, the package has not arrived yet. It's, it's taking the scenic route. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. I'm... <laughs> I'm depressed. You're very I'm sad. You're very upset. Yeah. So we had this happen sometimes with our customers, where a package will flit about the USPS system, and then they write to us and say, "You know, what can we do?" And you know, we say, "Well, do you reach out to the post office?" And this was happening. And then Mary said, "Hey, Tom, reach out to, to the, the post, post office. office." You know, the package first went to Missouri or Missouri. Which is it? Missouri. Okay. I've heard Missouri though. That's yeah. I guess if you're from there, you call it Missouri. That seems silly. Um, no offense, people from Missouri slash Missouri. And then it went to Florida. And then it went to Detroit, which, I mean, that's our neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And then it went from Detroit to Ypsilanti. Which no, is it a, went to Ypsilanti, not Ypsilanti. That's what I said. No, you said Ypsilanti. And, and usually, uh, we were talking, usually it goes from Detroit to Taylor, Taylor before it gets to Taylor Melvindale, wherever the yeah. center is. And then it got sent to Indianapolis, which is not closer it, that is farther away from us that is in a different state uh, and it took four days to get from ypsilanti to indianapolis and when it got there they said oh well sent it hopefully back in this direction yeah, but it's been too many days well it's been four days which is the same number of days it took to get to indianapolis so i don't know if it's too many days uh it's too many days okay uh so hopefully i think the problem was uh you know it got in detroit and like, okay, we gotta send this to Taylor Taki, and they sent to to Yipsataki instead. We sent to the wrong Taki. Probably. So that's 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 a little uh, inside baseball Michigander joke. Uh, in 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 the suburban Detroit area, uh, Taylor and Ypsilanti aren't super well regarded. No. And some of the other suburbs will derisively uh, refer to them as Taylor Taki or or Ipsataki. Um, Implying they like Kentucky, which, again, no offense to people from Taylor, uh, Ypsilanti, or Kentucky uh, is meant on my part there. I'll cover all bases there. You know, when I was a kid, that's all I heard was Taylor Tucky and Ypsilanti, and I did not know that that wasn't the name of those cities. Really? That's, that's what my parents called them all the time, so I assumed they never said, oh, by the way, this is how we're referring to Taylor, or this is how we're referring to Ypsilanti. Wow. That, that caused some embarrassment. Well, your parents were very parent-tucky. <laughs> yes, they were. Um, no offense to Kentucky. No, off- no, no offense to Kentucky. Kentucky, you're okay. Now, the other thing that was coming with the Dino TV deck was my deck for the vote, so I can do another phase of testing with the revised deck. And that is important because we're getting to the point where we need to get the map done. The map is pretty much not going to change, other than perhaps the scoring track might change depending on how this testing goes to make sure we have the right number of spaces on that scoring track. So that is where we're situated right now. And and the idea I have for the scoring track is to have a winding track in the style of board game from the 19th or early 20th century. To ask the artist to do that, which is probably a bit more complicated, I want to make sure it's the right number of spaces so they're not having to revise it. You know, we generally don't 
have an artist work on something until we're sure it's absolutely certain that it's done and we're not going to have them fiddle with it. I remember talking to uh, one of our artists uh, who, when working for another publisher, they were doing revisions to the map because playtesting hadn't been finished yet. Over the course of like a year, they had to keep doing little changes to the map. You don't get paid extra for that. No. This person insisted in, in their contract. Okay. Okay, I'll do a, a small number of revisions after the fact, but if I'm doing extra work, you're going to pay me for the extra work. That was because of the constant reworking of on the map previously that that was put into the contract. Generally, we don't get an artist involved until the thing is done. Yeah. Now, the artist may have to make some changes. They misspelled something. Or our game designer's looking at it and they put something in the wrong space. So our artist has to go in and move it to a different space. So there's some, some things the designer made a mistake on. There's some things that the artist made a mistake on. But they're usually minimal and can be done pretty quick. Well, with Ilya, they were done like a week before you even needed them. Yeah, that's what's great about Ilya. Yeah. You know, I'm doing a lot of playtesting lately with the tabletop uh, simulator. And a lot of that is, you know, prototype graphics. And I have people saying, like, well, you know, this this graphical choice or that graphical choice. You know, I wouldn't. I'm like, well, no, this this isn't how it's going to look, guys. We're going to have an artist do this. I, I am not an artist in that sense where I can do a map. You did do Field of the Cloth of Gold map. Well, I did in that I took a painting and then I laid some tracks over it. You know, I, I did you the... still did it. I did the boom and zoom map in that I took a wood grain texture and I laid a grid over it. You know, I try to do as much as the art as I can. I, I do... I'm doing a lot of the illustrations now. Uh, of course, I do the covers. Sometimes I'm doing some of the tracks for stuff. But maps are not something where I can do it. You know, and I know that. I'm aware of that limitation on my part. And I'm, I'm not so egotistical that I think I'm able to do that. So I, so we hire people who can do it and, and do a great job of it, too. So what, so what I've been working on since uh, I can't work on the vote just yet because I'm still waiting on that deck. I have been working on Reign of Witches, which is the holiday game for this year. Now, I was testing that previously with a 20-card deck that includes two rules cards. 20 seemed like the right number because this is, again, something that we're producing and giving away for free, and all those cards cost money, and the more cards you have, the more money it's going to cost. So 20 seemed like, okay, this is going to be totally the limit, the number of cards we're going to have in one of these freebie games. So you went to 25. So I went to 25. Because this game has a lot of variance in it, um, it can end very quickly, or it can take a little while. Not too long, like 10, 15 minutes, but when it was ending quickly, it was ending a little bit too quickly, and it felt like the pacing was just a bit off there, and so I added five cards to offset that. Uh, this is a game about the Quasi-War. Yes, another game about the Quasi-War, the war that everyone knows about and has already been dissected to death by hundreds of war games. Or none. Or, or none. I'm sure there's been one or two. We sent some diplomats over to France to recognize the new French Republic. This is when the Directory uh, is in charge. And Talleyrand is uh, their, their minister, and he refuses to meet the Americans unless they give him a huge bribe, and things kind of break down. This whole bribery thing gets back to the U.S., and everyone hates the French, and there's uh, undeclared naval war between the French and the Americans. And this is about that, but it's not a case where one player is America, and one player is France. One player is John Adams, 
And one player is some guy you may have heard of called Alexander Hamilton. So this is the Federalist Party, and it's the factional politics of the Federalist Party as it relates to the Quasi-War. So I added five new cards to that, uh, including a card for Aaron Burr. So he is now in the room where it happens. That is a Hamilton joke. Mary hasn't heard Hamilton, so she's just looking at me like... I'm not looking at you anyway. I'm just sitting here minding my own business. Yeah. You're not super into musicals. No. I used to be once upon a time. Well, I used to get the Broadway soundtracks. They were the Broadway cast. They'd do a record on. Get that from the library when they still had the records, which they got rid of. Used to have records. Used to have 16 millimeter films. That was a huge collection there. Yeah. And art prints. So you, you could, uh, with your library card, borrow you know a painting or yeah. whatnot and hang it up in your home for a, a month. month. Yeah. I am remembering the time that I dragged you to see... This is when I found out that you weren't big on, on musicals. Because we, we have enjoyed musicals. Like, especially 1930s musicals. Mm-hmm. But we never really... And Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, we watched that a couple of times. But we've never really seen anything more modern, movie-wise. And we don't, you know, go to the theater. Theater. I didn't know that you weren't so big on musicals when I dragged you to see Into the Woods, the, yeah. the Disney movie. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, this guy's ripping off Sondheim, who I hate. Why would you... Why would you want your musical to sound like crap? <laughs> he says, this is Sondheim. <laughs> oh, crap. Which, which I... So, so the only thing I remember about the movie is I'm pretty sure Meryl Streep was in it. Other than that, it was horrible. So Mary and I have have, have I, I'm not going to go on about that. I just, <laughs> I mean, I can go on for like the next day or two. But hey, Mary and I have a difference of opinion about the abilities of, of Stephen Sondheim and his accomplishments. Well. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Well, I enjoy Sondheim's early work. And then he got full of himself or something happened and he just went downhill. His or, stuff is really bad. Or he went in, in a more experimental direction, pushing the boundaries of, of musical theater. No. And his stuff is good. No. Alternatively, it's an alternative take. No. It just got bad. The, the complexity of his lyrics... Is 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 very is really bad. Usually, usually you and I are more or less on the same page about most things. We have similar tastes to a degree. There are some things where we don't agree on. Uh, this is one of those. But generally, we, we dig a lot of the same stuff. Well, I like music, which is probably why I don't like Sondheim. <laughs> I, I love music. I listen to all kinds of music. Not Sondheim. Another more modern piece of music that I'm a fan of is the opera Nixon in China. Oh my god. <laughs> Mary does not have much patience for Oh, I sat through that whole thing. I think it was on PBS. I'm not sure what it was on. But I was young and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love opera. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> I sat through the whole thing. <sighs> of course I don't know what I would think of it now. I might enjoy it more now. I don't know. I do not enjoy Sondheim more now. Yeah, no, that that's been established. Yeah. I've never seen you so miserable coming out of of, of the theater. 
Because you didn't really say anything in the theater, and then out of the theater, you were just... At some point, I clicked out of the movie, and I, I was just daydreaming. You know, <laughs> daydreaming about being anywhere else but there. <laughs> it was just really bad. It, it, it hasn't been often that I've dragged you to a movie, and, and, and you've had that reaction. I, I, I can only think of that one time. Yeah, that that's like my worst movie experience, except for Bruno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we went to see the movie. So those two are like the worst movie experiences I've ever had. We went to see the movie Bruno in the theater when I it think came Bruno out. was actually better. On the recommendation the of, thing. of some friends. And we hadn't really seen any of the Sasha Baron Cohen movies at all and weren't familiar. And we went to see Bruno. And I would say Bruno outwore its welcome very quickly. I hated it and wanted to leave. But I didn't know if Mary wanted to leave. And then Mary hated it and wanted to leave. But no, if I wanted to leave, by the end when we just left, we, we talked about it and realized we both hated that and wanted to leave. And, you know, we would have asked for our money back, but we saw that at the dollar show. Yeah. I still feel, so it cost a dollar per ticket. I still feel we paid $3 too much for that. We've never walked out on a movie. I walked out of Pearl Harbor. You walked? Oh, Yes. Yes, you did. You got thrown out of at least one movie. But you walked out on Pearl Harbor. Okay, well... You went out with the vet, right? The veteran said he wasn't going to sit and take that BS anymore, so he left with his walker, and he just slowly walked out. And after he left, I left. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, I got enough for it. Because I only saw that movie because I needed to write a report comparing and contrasting that movie with Torah, Torah, Torah for my AP history class so I could pass it. As far as getting thrown out of a movie, I want to clarify. This was the movie Batman, the Tim Burton movie. And we got thrown out during the opening credits. Uh, my father took me and my, my one of my brothers to see it. And the thing about this brother of mine is that he's a hooligan. And he was just acting up and, and laughing hysterically during the opening credits and throwing things. And so the usher asked us to leave so i i was very well behaved i was totally there for batman so it was through no fault of my own that we were ejected from the theater i, I want to be very clear about this so you say what you know was weird about that is the usher actually asking someone to leave they don't do that people get up to all kinds of nonsense and they never get asked to leave or to be quiet that reminds me of some mike lay movie there was a premiere or a festival showing of some Mike Lay movie. And I didn't go to this. This is just, I, I read this uh, in an article. Someone who was being very loud and obnoxious and on their phone. And the person behind them asked them, could they please quiet down? And then the person turned around and unloaded a full thing of pepper spray in the guy's eyes. Stuff like that is what makes me nervous to talk to people in the theater and to ask them to please be more considerate. Because I don't know who these people are. And I don't know... How they're going to react going to the grocery store these days we need to use the one-way aisles and have the masks on and i am totally there for that might be the only person using the one-way aisles everyone else seems to want to go the other way which does that make me the bad guy now i'm not sure people get too close or whatnot i try to stay away from them i'm not going to say to them hey you're getting too close because i don't want them to break my arm or something last time you were in the store he won't let me go in the store so he goes in the store himself wasn't there a guy who actually said quite loudly that uh, he was going to show them. 
He wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, he said, I don't follow arrows. This is America. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm going to show them. People should just be nice to people. This is why I like you, Mary. You don't even like people, but you're nice to them. Mm. You like animals. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of people. But you're always nice to them. I still remember the time. This was back in the apartment. Uh, we had we were in a downstairs apartment, and the upstairs neighbor, whoever the upstairs neighbor was, we had a few. They were always very loud and stompy. Stomp, stomp, stomp. And they were always vampires because they always slept during the day and then were awake during the night. And one of the neighbors was playing this very loud music on repeat. The same song over and over again. It was the middle of the night. So I went up to knock on the door and say, hey, turn it down. And the person is just bawling her eyes out, crying. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry, and then turned it off. I went downstairs and said, okay, well, Mary, I, uh, I talked to the person upstairs. And she turned it off. She was crying. And then you got dressed, went upstairs, and talked to her. Like for half an hour. You didn't even like her. She was upset. You're a good person, Mary. She was missing her family. You know, you, you were the nicest person I've ever met. You haven't met very many people. I met a few people. I like you best. Dinosaurs, everybody. <laughs>